BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. Hey, everybody. It is Devin Katayama. And Erica Cruz Guevara. So it's the day before the primaries. And if you're voting for a Democrat Maybe you're doing some last-minute Googling to figure out who you're going to vote for. And then there are others who are very sure about who they're voting for. So sure that they're spending their time and energy volunteering for who they hope will be the next president of the United States. And starting tomorrow night, they'll see whether all of this paid off. The latest KQED poll has Bernie Sanders way ahead in California at 37 percent, with Elizabeth Warren polling second at 20 percent. Both candidates have also set up offices in the Bay Area, which means they're counting on voters here to help them do well in California. And volunteers play a big role in making that happen. Today, we'll meet two Bay Area volunteers and learn why politics is so personal for them. I'm Devin Kadiyama. And I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Welcome to the Bay. Hi, my name is Madeline Baldwin. I live in San Francisco, and I'm a volunteer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign. I grew up right here in Los Altos, so about 45 minutes south of the city. I now live in San Francisco, but I'm a second-generation Los Altan. I went to the same high school as my dad. My dad still talks about when so much of the peninsula used to be orchards. And he talks about how he was part of the first wave of tech that came through. And then to see the second wave of tech, um, it's transformed. Do you remember the first time you heard about Elizabeth Warren? Yes. Public fear has turned into anger. Savings have evaporated, jobs have disappeared, and mortgage foreclosures are now measured in the millions of families and the billions of dollars. It was in the midst of the 08 crash. I was, um, as luck would have it, studying economics in college. Uh And my professor would assign reading from the New York Times and Washington Post about um, the troubled asset relief program and bailout. And I remember having this one name come up over and over, Elizabeth Warren. Taxpayers question what TARP accomplished when, on an individual level, their financial circumstances seem more precarious than ever. They feel like they got stuck with the bill for this bailout, but they didn't get the benefits. She was a Harvard professor who was also appointed to oversee uh, the bailout. And she was so smart, and you would see her in these hearings. And I was mesmerized, I think, especially as someone who was studying the theory behind the economics and everything that was happening, to see it play out in real time and see someone who truly understands the implications of what was going on um, was really powerful. That's when she first got on my radar. And the fear that no one wants to have to think about, what are the chances these financial institutions will stumble again? Or to put it more directly, 
Are we going to change the rules that got us into this mess before it happens again? What do you think resonated with you so much at the time regarding the foreclosure crisis and, and what was happening at that time? A lot of it is because I would think back to the Bay Area and some of the things that I saw here. Um, I remember seeing a lot of housing developments go up and houses sitting dormant. Even in the Bay Area during this housing crisis, especially in Los Altos, you would still see houses that were selling for $2 million, $3 Mm -hmm. million. And yet you go not too far up north in San Francisco and there are people who are homeless. I had friends um, who lost their houses and their younger siblings were still in high school and had to switch schools in the middle of what was otherwise a really important time of their development. I wish I could say I was a lot more active before 2016, but I uh, was a volunteer for Bernie Sanders in 16. Oh, and really? just did some, yeah, I, I love Bernie. I, Elizabeth is my candidate, love her. She's my, my getting my vote on Super Tuesday, but I also am a really big fan of Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Um, and I did, I did some door knocking, some phone banking, um, but more casually, you know, when I had the spare time once in a while. And I remember crying on my living room floor on election night of 2016 when reality set in. And at that point, I decided that I was not going to sit on the sidelines again. I wanted to be able to sit in that same living room on election night 2020 and know that I did everything in my power to influence this result and and help my candidate of choice. And then, of course, when Elizabeth Warren declared her candidacy, I, I knew I had to jump in. This is the fight of our lives, the fight to build an America where dreams are possible, an America that works for everyone. And that is why I stand here today to declare that I am a candidate for president of the United States. Do you ever talk with your parents about politics? Oh, yes, all and the time. How, like, they know you're so dedicated to Warren. Yes. Are they just as dedicated? My parents are former Republicans. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. And my dad only changed his registration um, this year to Democrat. Um, they weren't Trump voters, but they were, they called themselves Eisenhower Republicans. Uh. So the biggest thing for my parents was Medicare for all. My Dad was diagnosed with early onset Parkinson's at age 41 when I was only a toddler. Um, But luckily, we had ample financial resources and health insurance, so we never had to worry about the cost of getting treatment. Our only concern was getting him the care that he needed. Um, And I won't say it was easy. It's been really hard um, watching my dad slowly deteriorate over time. But even in those dark moments, I'm reminded that I'm one of the lucky ones. You yeah. know, there are so many other families out there that don't have the luxury of financial stability yeah. or or adequate health care. And I think um, for my parents going through that and all the hoops they had to jump through just to get him adequate care, even with everything working in our favor, um, I think it reminded them how hard it is for everyone else. And that's why my parents um, are now ardent supporters 
of Medicare for all. Even for a, a couple of Republicans, my parents were fed up. And over time, I think they started to realize that, think back, how much easier would it have been if this was just covered? Well, thank you for coming in. Yeah, no, thank you for having Thanks me. so much. So my name is Aishin Chikamatsu. I am based in Oakland, and I am a volunteer with the Bernie Sanders campaign. This January, it was actually my New Year's resolution to get involved with the movement uh, a lot more. Mm-hmm. Also started doing door knocking because I was inviting other people to do it, so I was like, I, I should do it too. <laughs> what first brought you to the Bay Area? college. I was uh, born and raised in uh, Japan. Uh, My father's Japanese, my mother's American, and uh, I grew up speaking both Japanese and English, but um, I was hearing all these stories from my uh, mother that grew up in the 60s and 70s, and particularly about Berkeley and its history of activism, and I was really drawn to that um, at an early age, and I've uh, been in the Bay for almost nine years now. What was it like when you first got here? Like, where was the first place in the Bay Area that you lived? It was Pleasant Hill, Concord, that area, Mm -hmm. um, because I went to community college there for a year. And I don't know, I was just, like, shocked and, like, amazed by the diversity here because growing up in Japan and being, like, one of the very few, like, mixed-race people, like, white-passing people there Mm -hmm. uh, growing up, um, yeah, it was very homogenous, and it was really nice and comforting to be able to kind of blend in, fit in, and just kind of like feel like I belong for once. Yeah, not be the only one. (laughs) Right. What are some of your first memories of U.S. politics when you did start to kind of get involved? So I studied sociology and LGBT studies as an attempt to understand U.S. society. Uh, better. And so I jumped into canvassing. What was that like? Was it stressful or like scary? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I consider myself to be like very introverted and shy. And also at the time, uh, so this was right after graduating from college, I was still struggling with English, to be honest. Hmm. Uh, and having trouble navigating through these really uh, complicated, like loaded um conversations like politically charged and people have different views you know and so yeah very intimidating but through like thousands of conversations that I've had it's definitely good practice absolutely (laughs) yeah when was the first time you heard of Bernie Sanders that was probably around 2015 Hillary Clinton is about to have company on the campaign trail in the form of this guy, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. And at that time, I was definitely on board. I consider myself to be an idealist. I had all these big ideas as a kid or as a young adult thinking, you know, uh, we should uh, eliminate hunger or we need to save the planet, like world peace, etc. But, um, like, into my early adulthood, all kind of being, like, dismystified by, like, the whole system and structural oppression that's going on and thinking, like, wow, we have a long way to go. And it almost felt like 
those big ideas that I had were like naive dreams in a way. So mm-hmm. to, for once, seeing somebody I can confidently like get behind without compromise, I think that's really huge. What are the kind of life experiences that you've had personally kind of propelled you to support Bernie Sanders as a candidate this election? You know, to this day, I still think to myself, if there were less paperwork to fill out, uh, fewer phone calls to make, hoops to jump, would my partner had still been alive? And when I say that, uh, people, I guess, sort of pause and uh, I have to, like, explain that multiple times uh, because uh, I guess it doesn't really register. I mean, I'm fairly young. I'm 28. Uh, He was uh, 36. He was battling chronic illness. And because... Healthcare coverage a lot of times is contingent on employment. There were changes in uh, insurance carrier and plans, and that definitely posed an issue around transferring and continuing care, Hmm. um, costs changing, and it was it was just a lot. You know, it was already a lot to really you know, deal with these symptoms and the, the condition that um, he was dealing with. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty overwhelming. I'm curious if um, doing this makes you feel more or less worried about the future. This moment from the Queen's rally of Bernie AOC and Nina Turner that I oftentimes, like, replay in my mind to uh, keep myself motivated. You know, at the rally, Bernie asked the attendees to look around. I want you all to take a look around. To find somebody that they don't know. You don't know. You know somebody that, like, Maybe may look different, look uh, might be from a different country, country, might have different uh, values and views. My question now to you is, are you willing to fight for that person who you don't even know as much as you're willing to fight for yourself. That is something that I remind myself that I'm not doing this just for myself or to keep my partner's legacies alive, but for other people that have gone through similar or totally different challenging moments. And also for those who might be in the future, because we are one accident, tragedy, like crisis away from our life, like crumbling. And it's not a reflection of our personal weakness, but it's really a failure as a collective like community government uh, for not being there for those who are like vulnerable, like marginalized. And we really need to have that like self-awareness and like humbleness and like it could be me. And so that's why I do it for, you know, them, for others. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate Thank it. you. In addition to Sanders and Warren polling first and second, KQD's latest poll has Joe Biden in third, followed by Pete Buttigieg and Mike Bloomberg. Since that poll was taken, Joe Biden won the South Carolina primary and Pete Buttigieg dropped out of the race on Sunday night. The polls open tomorrow at 7 a.m. and close at 8 p.m. If you're voting by mail and still haven't sent it in, there's still time, but it's got to be postmarked on Tuesday to count. 
And if you're not voting in the presidential primary, don't forget that there are still a bunch of nonpartisan local races and ballot measures that will affect your community. To find out more about the candidates running in some of the major ballot measures, visit KQED's election page at kqed.org elections. We'll also leave you a link in our episode notes. And a big thanks to Madeline Baldwin and Aishin Chikamatsu for getting so personal with us. Our show is produced each week by Eric, by you, by Eric Cruz Guevara and our editor, Alan Montecilio. KQED's leadership team includes Julie Kane, Vinnie Tong, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. We also get help each week from Kiana Mogadam, and our theme music is by Dowd Anthony. I'm Devin Kadiyama. And I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Bye. Bye. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randa Fettah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.